Today on the Richards Report, we have teachers unions across the country going against the CDC's wishes in reopening schools. Democrats prepare for an unconstitutional impeachment trial against a president that's no longer in office. And after the media claimed for four years that they would expect a dictatorship to arise from Trump presidency, now Biden is ruling by executive orders, kind of proclaiming what the media has been praising about. Buckle up. You don't want to miss a minute of this. Let's go. Alright, did you know so far there is an average about 4,000 deaths a day from COVID across the country? And it's because of the Biden administration mishandling the virus? What? Isn't that the way that it was reported originally with Trump? So, what does that mean? A new Stanford put in place every people that die from an illness, it's now the president's fault? I mean, they said hundreds of thousands died a day because of Trump. I was just being nice and said there was only 4,000 in one day. He said he had a plan that he was going to fix this, and days later he goes on national TV to say that he has no plan in place and that we can't do anything about it. Way to go, guys. You played yourselves on this one. I mean, just well done. The real problem is that these teachers unions in these countries, these unions are pushing for every child in America with a risk factor of zero to none to be vaccinated. Let's be honest here. They just never want to reopen the schools, and personally... I'm fine with that. Fire them all while you're at it. I hope everyone homeschools their kids so they don't give another cent to those people to indoctrinate their kids and become underwater basket weavers. Take whatever money you have and don't give another cent of it to public schools. Catholic schools I thought were the way to go growing up. According to The Hill, Chicago Teachers Union's votes to defy districts reopening plans over coronavirus concerns. Oh yeah, that's why. The teachers unions for the nation's third largest school district decided to allow all educators to conduct work remotely starting on Monday, the day that kindergarten through 8th grade staff were expected to return in person. The CTU reported that 86% of its 25,000 members participated in the electronic vote on Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. 71% of voting members decided to deny the district's current plan to come back to in-person learning. The CTU released read, quote, it means the overwhelming majority of you have chosen safety, end of quote. And by the way, most of these teachers that are teaching young kids from kindergarten to like second grade are in their early 20s, so they're not going to catch COVID from these young kids. They're, the science does not say that young kids under 17 are going to catch COVID or be a high-risk factor. CPS did everything possible to divide us by installing fear through threats of retaliation, but you still chose unity, solidarity, and to collectively act as one. See, public sector unions, as this explains right here, is a blight on today's American political system. It bargains collectively against the taxpayer, and paying off the politicians to bargain on their own behalf is the most corrupt deal in American politics. Politicians use the taxpayer union money in order to get reelected. The Chicago Sun-Times labeled the vote as, quote, unusually close for CTU labor actions because the 94% of voting members got to decide when to strike. The Chicago district's official sent a letter to families on Sunday in response to the vote, saying the return date for teachers will be delayed until Wednesday to allow for more time for negotiations and to avoid, quote, risking disruption to student learning. Again, 
There is no science to back this claim up. It is not even true, to say quite frankly. And there is also questions as to whether or not these strikes are even legal. But this isn't just happening in Chicago, it's also happening over in Ohio. According to the CBS affili affiliate in Ohio, WTOL, the largest teachers unions in the state are responding after Governor Mike DeWine announced that 96% of public school districts in Ohio have signed a form committing to in-person learning by March 1st. The unions, including the Toledo Federation of Teachers, say in a joint statement that Governor Mike DeWitt is using vaccines as a bargaining chip to open schools by March 1st. The statement states that teachers, students, families, and cities will face dire consequences if schools are pursued to reopen before it's safe to do so. Again, this is all blatant politics being played here, and science does not back up these claims that the unions claim are out there. It's all a lie that no scientist on God's green earth can back up. LA school districts have been protesting reopening schools in the past during the summer in support of the Black Lives Matter rioters. New Jersey won't even open their schools until every single student in this district is tested and are vaccinated. These kids are not a danger to you or to anyone else around them, so I don't know why these unions are treating them like they are the bad guys. You're more likely to catch COVID hanging around these goons at these union offices than in front of these kids who have already been through enough in life with you taking away their friendships away from them. And just when you thought it couldn't get any crazier, the members of the Washington Teachers Union claim that reopening schools for in-person learning is an example of white supremacy. Oh my dear God. And saying that we value the mental health of students is a form of white privilege. These people are out of their fucking minds, people. Reopening schools is now racist, sexist, bigot, homophobe, according to teachers' unions. So explain that to me, please. Someone. How long are these people going to claim that they are teachers when all they do is hurt these the minds of these kids? In reality, the people that are being most harmed from these lockdowns are children who are black and Hispanic. Because statistics shows that kids who are black and Hispanic go to public schools the most and the parents need to send them there so they can go. the kids can go to school and those households have the highest single parenthood rate. So single parents have to send them to school so the parents can go to work. That's why they go to public schools. So if they can't go to school, how are they going to get to work when it's nearly impossible? The very existence of public, public sector unions just baffles me. They abuse the, mental, the mentality of these kids and how much power they have in the state and federal level and that they bought the president's signs is corruption in plain sight that we're all witnessing. Here is His Highness King Science apparently opening outdoor dining is okay but not for schools. Do you believe, sir, that teachers should return to schools now? I believe we should make school classrooms safe and secure for the students, for the teachers, and for the, the help that's in those schools maintaining the facilities. We need new ventilation systems in those schools. We need testing for people coming in and out of the classes. We need testing for teachers as well as students. And we need the capacity, the capacity to know that, in fact, the, the circumstance in the school is safe and secure for everyone. Denial, denial, denial at its best. Realistically, realistically, the members of the unions are not getting rich. The unions itself and their bosses and the media are turning a blind eye how corrupt it is. 
The bosses of these labor unions are the ones that are getting rich. Randy Weidergarten was originally considered for Secretary of Education for Biden, and thank God she's not, and you'll hear why in a minute. Of course we stand 100% behind the Chicago Union, but, you know, the issue really is, you know, just like we said last summer, when we said we would support these safety um, strikes, the issue is we know that in-school learning is really important and vital for children. And so we are trying to take the steps in different places to make that happen. It is time we really consider whether or not we love our children enough to keep them away from these people that want to indoctrinate them with bullshit like this. Meanwhile, the House did their little charade again with a little photo op and delivered the single article of impeachment to the Senate. And shockingly, Chief Justice John Roberts decided that he will not preside over the Senate trial. Instead, it is the pro temp, President Pro Temp of the Senate, Patrick Leahy, Democratic eldest one from Vermont, which every Democrat in Liz Cheney is wondering why Republicans are not taking this seriously as Rand Paul forced a vote in which 45 Republicans decided this was a waste of time. And it's pretty obvious that both sides, that Trump is not going to get convicted, even if Chuck Schumer decides to go nuclear. The article doesn't even go into specifics on what he did. They didn't even allege a real crime happened. When they say he incited an insurrection, he said at the rally that he wanted people to peacefully protest at the Capitol. Does that mean what he did was good? No. Cynical actions by politicians is not an impeachable action, nor does it lead to violence. Notice, however, Democrats don't hold the same standard when a Bernie Sanders supporter shoots congressional leaders like Steve Scalise on a baseball field, or in Barack Obama in his rhetoric towards cops, a supporter of his shot cops in Dallas, or in Democrats incited violence over the summer with the Black Lives Matter riots that cost $2 billion in property damages across the country. The end game for Democrats ultimately is to cascade Republicans as not caring if they don't vote to convict former President Trump. Which, by the way, people who are in this country are suffering right now, and all the swamp bureaucrats care about right now is getting rid of Trump. So, well done. They played you guys. Now, Chuck Schumer might decide to go nuclear, only have 50 votes to convict, which is an incredibly aggressive move by him. Unfortunately, Mitch McConnell set the standard when he used it to confirm Neil Gorsuch to the Supreme Court. But the good news is that Senator Kristen Sinema from Arizona and Senator Joe Manchin from West Virginia who so far seem to be believable and I have no reason why not yet because they have fought for the filibuster protection before and they're not going to stop now they don't seem to align themselves with the radical portion of the Democrat party and those two will play a factor in where not only the impeachment trial is going to go but where other progressive things like court packing Green New Deal, state additions, or gerrymandering reforms are not going to get passed with those two. So the fundamental reforms of destroying America is temporarily put on hold thanks to those two. I feel like in reality, Democrats want Trump to run again in 2024 because they know they just can't get enough of him. Now, I would be remiss if I didn't end the night with going over Joe Biden. 
which the media claims he's a moderate until he says things about the Constitution that might sound like it's true, until he ignores the laws for himself just like Nancy Pelosi does. He was interviewed by Democrat operative over at ABC, George Stephanopoulos, which, by the way, when he worked for the Clinton administration, his job there was to smear the lives of women accusing Clinton of rape. And George just asked him, why can't Joe just do things willy-nilly as the president? Joe ironically said there's a thing called the legislative branch that makes checks and balances, and if the president ruled by executive law, then he would be considered a dictator. Don't believe me? Hear Joe say it for yourself. The one thing that I, I have this strange notion, we are a democracy. Some of my Republican friends and some of my Democratic friends even occasionally say, well, if you can't get the votes by executive order, you're going to do something. Things you can't do by executive order unless you're a dictator. We're a democracy. We need consensus. Oh, sure, sure. And by the way, we don't live in a democracy. We live in a constitutional republic. It says so in the Pledge of Allegiance, too. There is a big big difference between a constitutional republic and a democracy, and I'll tell you why. A democracy gave us Jim Crow laws, segregation, because a majority wanted it. Because we turned our backs on the inalienable rights of the constitutional republic, and just because 51% of the population wants something, doesn't make it right or correct. Flashback to the present, now Joe Biden is the president, unfortunately. Trump only signed four executive orders in his first week, Obama signed five, George Bush signed none, and Clinton signed three. Where's Joe at? As of right now, 33 in his first week. Executive orders were not meant to be used like this. Originally, they were used as an essential to have the executive branch use the will of the presidency to be used on the legislature. Now the Supreme Court case that is typically used to question the legal authority of the executive is a case called Youngstown Sheet and Tube Company versus Sawyer. This was in 1952 during the Truman administration and happened in the middle of the Korean War and there was a labor union at the steel mill that decided to go on strike. And Truman decided that because they were in the middle of a war and that they needed steel, instead of using the Taft-Hartley law, to enact the strike for six, to end the strike for 60 days. Instead, Truman took it upon himself to essentially seize control of the steel mail for the federal government, citing that he had believed that he had the executive authority to do, do it for war production. Wrong you are, Mr. Truman. The Supreme Court stepped in and said that he couldn't do that, so it seemed odd that he would just do it since Joe Biden controls Congress. But... He doesn't like that there are checks and balances to be made in the legislative branch, and the Senate is at a 50-50 split. With Kamala Harris as the tiebreaker, along with two Democrat senators not willing to end the filibuster. For example, Joe Biden announced that he would impose government diversity and sensitivity training, which pretty much means that they're going to brainwash you with all these ridiculous struggle sessions in front of a human resources so-called expert and you are explained that if you say something completely inoffensive that you are a vicious vile racist you are told that white supremacy dictates the way that all american institutions work and if you don't acknowledge your own white supremacy then you are actually a white supremacist yourself or whatever dumb name they want to call you Trump banned this kind of cruel practice in his last months of his administration. Then enters Joe Biden, and the first thing he does is going back to the indoctrination of people that America is inherently unfair. In the weeks ahead, I'll be uh, reaffirming the federal government's commitment to diversity, equity, and inclusion, and accessibility, building on the work we started in the Obama-Biden administration. 
That's why I'm rescinding the previous administration's harmful ban on diversity and sensitivity training and abolish the offensive counterfactual 1776 commission. Unity and healing must begin with understanding and truth, not ignorance and lies. Okay, so for him to say that the 1776 commission is ignorance and lies is insanely idiotic. The 1776 Commission teaches a traditional version of American history that generally teaches how Americans are the good guys. It does, it does not whitewash America's history of racial discrimination. It does not whitewash the history of American slavery. It does not whitewash the way that we treated Native Americans in the past. It is more factual and accurate than the debunked 1619 Project, which ironically one of my American politics teachers in school is trying to reprogram us with. Anyway, that's it for today. Be sure to give us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. And if you like this episode, subscribe to us not just on Apple Podcasts, but on Spotify. Have a good rest of your night.